Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, time on on a Tuesday from Gil McLaughlin, Paul Marsh, Nathan Buckley, Scott Pendlebury, Damian Hardwick, all in the headlines today. And, of course, on time on, it's your chance to have your say on the news of the day. It's also Melbourne Rebels Membership Day, so their prop, Matty Orr, will join us as well. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. Great to have your company and I hope you've had an enjoyable day. Well, we are just still looking up at the headlines every moment of this day to see, do we have a new rule? Is there a new injury sub, concussion sub, whatever the name is going to be? It was supposed to be yesterday afternoon. It was supposed to be this morning. And as of yet, at this stage, at 6.01 and counting uh, on the Tuesday before the season opener, which is in about 48 hours' time, a bit more, we don't have a decision yet. Uh, if we get one tonight, we will let you know ASAP. Uh, so what we've got to go on today is the information that we have. Uh, and the boss, uh, AFL CEO Gil McLaughlin, uh, did hint with Jerry Waitley today of a broader implementation of that player substitute rule beyond just concussion. Uh, I'm going to speak to... a. a Jack Fitzpatrick, whose career was ended after nine concussions, former D, former Hawk, in Sporting Capital a little later on tonight after nine o'clock and get his view on this proposed rule change. Um, we are still waiting on the official rule, but this is what Gil McLaughlin had to say to Jared Waitley uh, a little earlier on this morning on SEN. If we can make you know the game one or two percent safer, we'll do it. And uh, you know, it's not, it's not a change in the rules. The players won't, or umpires, and no one have to learn anything different on the field. It's about uh, uh, you know, I guess a sub uh, at the right at the right time, not strategic, but for health and safety issues. Are you expecting it to come down as the the broader rule, or the broader implementation? I think it's more likely than not. Yeah. Gil McLaughlin there saying more likely than not that it will be an injury sub, uh, not just a concussion sub. AFLPA boss Paul Marsh has spoken to Dwayne Russell on SEN stating that the process surrounding the concussion substitution has been in need of a change and was a foreseeable problem. I wouldn't say they feel strongly about introducing it. I wouldn't say they're strongly opposed to it. Um, concussion, which was where this started, um, is a serious, very, very serious issue. So I think steps that we take as, a, as an industry to... Um, to minimise the risk there are really important. I think probably the, the second and broader issue is the, the process that's been gone through here. And I think 
um, everyone, players, ourselves, coaches, even that I've spoken to in the last couple of weeks, uh, are pretty frustrated with that process. I think you know, this was a, a foreseeable problem um, when the rule changes were made last year around rotations and even the man on the mark rule and, and the return to the normal quarter lengths. And on the eve of the season, we're sort of um, putting a band-aid on an issue here that could have been dealt with earlier, I think. So I think that they're probably the two issues and it'll end up where it ends up and everyone will get on with it and deal with it, but the process should be looked at. Pretty strong from Paul Marsh speaking to Dwayne Russell. Um, the AFLPA absolutely keen to keep this as a concussion sub so that it takes precedence and we don't get in a situation where someone might break a leg and uh, the, the substitution, the injury sub is used and then somebody does get a, a concussion and then how that they all unfold. So the AFLPA very much of the stance that this needs to stay as just a concussion substitution. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. At the moment, the temper text is uh, on siesta. Uh, so, unfortunately, no temper text. It's just having a little lie down, uh, just getting itself re... It's going to be a big year for the temper text. We've got no doubt about that. And it's just needing a little bit of work done. So it's on the towel at the minute, uh, on the trainer's table, just getting a, a few things looked at, and hopefully we have it back up and running. So if you want to have your say on the news of the day, that's what we promise on time on. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number. A grand final time slot debate, always a divisive topic. Gil spoke to Jared Waitley, as I said earlier on today. He said it's not a guarantee to remain during the day during his tenure. I understand why you'd ask that. I don't think it's a given. I think we, sh- I think we saw last year, and people have their views, that you could have, a, I think, an incredibly successful uh, Twilight slash Night Grand Final and then seamlessly move back today to a Day Grand Final this year. I, you know, while I've been CEO, we've had a day grand final in the MCG and I've talked about why this year. I don't think it precludes a different decision next year. It was a decision made for 2021. But, you know, we've articulated that it is in, in part or in whole respecting what we believe our supporters and our members want, particularly in 2021, which is... Uh, going back to rituals and traditions in a day grand final. And I think then you've got to make an assessment at the start of 2022. And I think it's it's not teasing people and it's not being cute. I think that every year you make a decision on the merits about where where the game's at and what's the right outcome for our for our members and supporters, knowing that, you know, that the progression's important in the game to be where the ball's going, but you, you need to make sure you don't break the link or stretch the, the relationship with with heritage and tradition. And I know that sounds a bit motherhoody, but that's the challenge every day. So that's where we landed quickly and efficiently this year and we'll reassess next year. So heritage, tradition, a bit of normality. I'm wondering when the next rights deal comes around. And I know that there's a little asterisk next to the TV numbers for the grand final, but it was in prime time and it did rate through the roof and it did beat the NRL grand final. I'm wondering when the next TV rights deal comes around whether that is going to end up being a condition of it, that they get to move it to a at least a twilight to get some of that prime time so they can charge more for advertising and make more money from it uh, because it's getting harder and harder to uh, bring in those advertising dollars. I just get that little feeling that it's getting to that point where, okay, if you want us to pay your billions, this is what we're expecting in return. And I get the feeling, it's just a hunch, I'm basing it on absolutely nothing other than the fact that it was an out-and-out success, the night grand final. Yes, there's an asterisk next to it. 
I've got this, get that feeling that it's going to be a prerequisite. It'll be a caveat. It'll be a condition. It'll be, yeah, okay, we'll give you that, but we want this and we're not budging on it. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you are wanting to have your say on the news of the day. However, while the changes may be on the horizon in some areas, other things may stay the same, like uh, the pre-finals buy. I, I, I don't think that's going to be reconsidered, Jared. It might be some COVID overlays or things that mean that things have to be re football by being having having our better. You know, I've I I've felt that we've had incredible football by being having having our best players available, uh, you know, giving the best chance to be available and being rested. And we've had, you know, mostly teams out of the top four win and we've had an occasion where where it didn't happen. And uh, you know, I don't think that's uh, I think that's a good thing rather than a bad thing. I think you've got to People clubs still see it's the higher you feel on the ladder, they're still getting a greater advantage out of our final system. But if we can make a broader, better final series, then I think it's a good thing, and I think that's what we've had. Interesting there that uh, we're still wanting to keep that pre-finals buy-in to try and stop teams from resting players uh, during the season that are bound for finals. If you listen to Bob and Andy last week, uh, he spoke about the fact that they're expecting to rest players and big-name players now that there's less rotations. The quarters have gone back straight out to uh, what they used to be, the 20-minute quarters. So they're well and truly expecting to rest players. That's the last thing we want to see, isn't it? The last thing we want to see is big names being rested. When you turn up at the footy, you want to see the biggest names, the biggest stars. That's why we go. No disrespect to the 22nd and 21st person on the list. But but you, the, the numbers on the back of the jumpers that the people are wearing, that's who they want to go and see. That's got all kinds of alarm bells uh, for me. So I wonder, that was all brought in, that pre-finals buy. That was one of the reasons it was brought in. I wonder uh, how that's going to sit with uh, HQ, knowing that we are going to see people rested. Uh, at least one club has flagged it, and I wouldn't be surprised if plenty more followed suit. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Keep working through the major stories and the major things said today from a sporting and a footy point of view as we count down to the season opener. And you can have your say on the news of the day, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Mark's in Bacchus Marsh. Hello, Mark. Hey, mate. How you going? I'm really well, thank you. Do you want to speak about Neil's comments today? Yeah, look, I listened to what he said, and he said, I listened to one of the... He says, we listen to the fans and the supporters of our game, and we want to keep them happy and so on. I sort of listen to that, and I think that's total hypocrisy. Because people have been saying now for the last three years, I have not heard one person say that they like the third man, the um, nominating of Ruckman rule. Not one person. Everyone has called for that rule mm. to be slaughtered like it, you know, made non-existent again. Yep. It was created in 2018. Yeah, it was a knee-jerk. It was a knee-jerk. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, they're talking about stopping congestion, and it creates congestion. Everyone says it, but they won't change it. So it's some complete hypocrisy from Gillan McLaughlin to say he listens to the fans, he listens to the people. He, they won't change that rule. They know it creates congestion, yet they're changing other rules to, to try and negate congestion. It is complete hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. You're kidding yourself, Gillan. If you're listening right now, mate, it's king music. It is chin music. 
Hypocrisy at its best from the AFL. That's all I've got to say, my friend. Mark, I appreciate the call and I appreciate the passion and I hear the frustration. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Um, it's interesting, isn't it, that whilst for what one person might say is a game that doesn't listen, there might be a handful of others that say, oh, I think they are listening. It just depends on what issue is most important to you and what's being done about that. And I suppose that would then dictate your feeling about whether or not you are being listened to, which is fair enough. And in that situation, uh, Mark's a man that doesn't feel like uh, his number one concern is being addressed. I think... I agree with one thing, that I haven't heard anyone say that they like the third man up rule to say, now, who, nominate you, you're going to have a turn, you're going to have a turn. Oh, that's wonderful. We'll all get some ribbons at the end of that and then we can. you guys can go up in the ruck and how much time's wasted as we do that. Yeah, uh, I agree with that one. Uh, Steve's on the road. Uh, Steve, you want to talk about the pre-finals bye and the grand final time slot? That's it, yeah. How are you tonight? Uh, all the better for speaking to you. Uh, likewise. Um, first of all, I'd like to see the buy at the end of the home and away gotten rid of. I'd like to have at least seen a buy in the middle of the year rather than the split round, because that's a lot of rubbish as well. Um, to have a holiday in the middle of the year, everybody goes skiing for a week, they come back, everybody's happy, re- relaxed, refreshed. Um, with the grand final, being a Richmond supporter probably didn't help much because I was hanging on all day long, waiting and waiting and waiting. And the kids wanted to get to sleep by half-time because it was a long day for them. And um, then there wasn't a celebration afterwards. It was like, oh, OK. Oh, well, let's just go to bed then. Um, whereas today, it's tradition. I hate the way people want to wreck things which are not broken. You know, it's a tradition we've had forever. Why spoil it for something new fab or whatever you want to call it? Just something just because we want to be different. You know, the world's so different all the time. Why not just leave the game as it is? Because one day they will stuff it up and it'll be broken for good. Hey, Steve, uh, it looks like that, sounds like that phone line's just starting to get the better of us. I really do appreciate your call. one I'm still, I've got to say, I'm still undecided about do I want to see the night grand final, do I want to see a twilight? I'd like to see a twilight to be able to make a decision on what I, where I think that the grand final should be. I don't believe in change just for change's sake. The point I made earlier was I think that the networks will start to push harder for that, for, for a night or a twilight to say, if you want to charge us what you're charging us, we need to be in prime time for the grand final so that we can actually charge what we need to charge for this all to be viable. I get the feeling that's where it's going to head. I'm still not sure yet whether I think that's a good thing or a bad thing. I wouldn't mind seeing a twilight, getting a feel of it, getting a sense of it. I think you can you can try something once and then go, oh, no, that's just like we did last year. We tried it last year. It was an invention, you know, what do they say? Is that Necessity is the mother of all invention. Uh, it was necessity. So we, we looked to do something different. We saw how it worked. Some people think it was a, a red-hot success. The numbers will tell us that it was. Um, others say, no, nah, not for me, and that's totally fine. Uh, I'm wondering whether it will end up being taken out of the hands and it'll just be, if you want us to pay that money, you, this is what we want. Um, that's just a hunch. Uh, Jono is in Sunshine. G'day, Jono. G'day, mate. How are you? Uh, I'm really well, thank you. Uh, the rule change is not a fan. Uh, I'm just, well, is, is there another game in the world that changes its rules every year? Uh, uh, from what I'm seeing, more and more, yes. NFL, NFL, 
continually tinkering, NFL continually wanting to make sure that the quarterback is protected, that you can't interfere with receivers. They want to see scores. They want to see touchdowns. They want the best players, the superstars playing as often as possible. They know that's what brings people through the turnstiles. That is a game that continues to change rules. NBA will all often tinker. The Premier League tinkers. I think it's pretty common. They don't tinker as much as what we do. And... Um, it's getting to a point now where uh, the bloke's got a spoon on the mark and the other bloke's got pirouette around him and showing the ball and, you know, we're going to be careful. We might as well cut the handball out just to move the game on a bit quicker and let's start throwing the ball. Let's not tackle anyone in case someone gets hurt. But uh, all these things that are appealing to who, who are they appealing to? Because do they, do they actually go out and ask the public these things? No, they don't. They just make a rule change so they have a legacy led at the end of their careers and say you know what I changed that rule and I changed that rule the third man up rule is the biggest joke that's ever been where you have to nominate two people it's a simple thing the third man up gets penalised you don't have to oh hello John it's your shot to go up what this is this is under nine stuff this is yep. um, it, it, it's just ridiculous now they're making so many rules it's going to turn in such a non-combative sport eventually. Oh, you know, I grew up in the old days where it was thump, and I, I don't agree with the thump, and I don't agree with the, anyone getting hit around the head, but this is just becoming a joke now. You know, every year they come up with major rule changes, and then major. The others are tinkering. We're, we're not tinkering. We're just going uh, full yeah, bore. John, I, I reckon NRL has made major changes. Six again was a revelation. Jeez, it made the grand final. It made a state of origin incredibly exciting. The defence was, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, they'll sing the praises of the, the Queensland defence for years to come with the six again, six again, and it put them under immense pressure and they held on. And uh, same with, you know, the storm in the grand final. So those were major rule changes that had a great impact on the way that the game is played. I think you're right, though. The word tinkering is what I think starts to annoy people. Just a little shave there and a little trim there. It might just take a little bit off the bottom there. And, and I think that's what starts to get people frustrated. And I think the more that the game continues to out, to want, want to try and outsmart the coaches, we're going to get... It's just going to keep butting heads with them. I can't see. I, I, I don't know. Someone tell me how our game has improved over the last 10 years. And I, 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 honestly, has it improved over the last 10 years? Um... Jono, I, and I appreciate the call. I think that uh, people that are very close to the game will say that the standard of footy now is better than it's ever been and, and the players are better players than they have ever been. I, th I suppose your question is a pertinent one to the eye, to the, the eye of the fans. Is it a better product now than what you've experienced? I don't like to compare it to the non-professional era. I think it's a very different set up that they had training three nights a week they were working during the day you couldn't train defense you just had to you basically just had to play out and out attack and whoever had the best attack and if you're a good one-on-one -on -one defender like a Stephen Silvani or and go through the list of those then uh, you were worth your weight in gold but they didn't train it the same way that they train it now so I don't like comparing this to to the to the I suppose the, even the early 90s before it went fully professional I think it's too hard to do that given it wasn't the same circumstances and parameters. Uh, but thank you for your call, Jono, and I'm loving the passion. one 736 736 This is Time On, your say on the news of the day, SEN. Yeah, whether I had a year to run, two years to run, three years to run, whether it was a, a, a media headline or whether it wasn't, um, the reality still stands that um, whatever is best for the club will happen and should happen. So whether it's me or 
you know, you mentioned Eddie, whether it's the president, whether it's the general manager of footy, um, or if, you know, chief financial officer, you know, whatever is best for the club will, will, will should and will occur. Um, you know, I still have a belief that, um, that my contribution can be really positive to this place. Uh, if I didn't have that belief internally, I couldn't do the job that I intend to do. Um, but yeah, so whether it's an issue or not is, is less relevant. It's actually, you know, our club is no different than any other club. We want to be better. We want to make the most of our resources and what we've got. Uh, and my challenge as a senior coach is to, move, to, do, to do my job as well as I possibly can. Nathan Buckley speaking to Press today ahead of the uh, Pies season opener Friday night against the Dogs. You won't miss a moment of that on SEN. Uh, Ollie Henry set to make his debut. Chris Main ruled out. Uh, Taylor Adams has been given uh, the green light as well. We'll work through a little, little bit more of that Nathan Buckley audio. And Scott Pendlebury spoke to Jared Waitley today uh, and defended Bucks very staunchly after their tumultuous off-season. one uh, 736 736 Time on, of course. Uh, your say on the news of the day. Uh, news just coming to hand, Tom Morris reporting on Fox Sports website that the AFL are going to delay its ruling on the injury sub or the 23rd player until tomorrow. So there was a meeting set for 3 o'clock today according to Tom, then 6 o'clock Club's apparently becoming a little bit agitated after it's uh, been postponed a couple of times, the phone hookup. So there's still a fair few unanswered questions to work through, and that's what the AFL are apparently doing. So the decision won't be tonight. We're told it will be tomorrow. Uh, how does that grab you? one three hundred seven three six seven three six to have your say on the concussion sub. Uh, unfortunately, the temper text is just uh, on a bit of a sabbatical at the minute, just having a little lie down. Temper is a mattress like no other. So whilst the temper text line itself may fail you, the temper mattress never will. Just be aware of that. Um, we will get that temper text line up and running ASAP. But uh, the mattress, don't worry, you'll have no issue with that. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Roger in Hawthorne. Hello, mate. How are you, sir? Oh, Look, I've been following uh, footy since nineteen fifty-eight. Yep. So lucky I'm still around. But I've got to tell you, I think there's only been two good rule changes since then. One. Deliberate out-of-bounds or out-of-bounds on the full. Mm -hmm. And two, 15-metre rule to 50 metres, because 15 metres was like a round of drinks. Mm. And unfortunately, uh, this business, why is a concussion more valid than a broken leg? I don't understand that. Uh, because of what we're learning now about the long-term effects of concussion, the diabolical and, and insidious long-term effects of concussion. No, no, I'm not talking about the injury. I'm talking about the replacement value of a yep. player. Yep. You know, if yep. you've got a concussion, you can be replaced. But a broken leg, still lost the player, no replacement. I don't understand that. Uh, well, I think that's what they're going to explain to us. Um, I think the thinking around the concussion sub itself was 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 pretty sound, and, and player welfare was at the heart and at the forefront of that. And it seemed quite a, a really progressive and and there was a lot of I think there was a nobility to that. But it's an interesting you know it is an interesting question that you raise about the important you know why is one deemed you know more than the other. But and then that's going and that's going and that's why the AFLPA want it only to be a concussion sub not an injury sub because you don't want that question being asked of two players. So I'm going to speak to Jack Fitzpatrick about this a, a little later but and I know they weren't in the same incident but do you remember when Nick Vlosten was lying down at one end of the grand final day and Gary Ablett was lying down at the other, uh, it, it just out, they were both sort of yes. around the centre square. Ablett with a shoulder, Vlaston yes. with a concussion. So yes. if, that, if those two players yes. are on the same team in that moment, then under an injury sub rule, then who has right away, you would hope that they would say, OK, we, we, we replace the concussion person 
and that's how it goes. Yes, but, yes, yes. But that's what the AFL is talking let, about. Let me say this. If someone is naive enough to think that a club or a doctor wouldn't prudently in an important game play that rule, presidents have had their hands in the tilt. So a doctor who loves his club could very easily diagnose a concussion that maybe was not. I don't think those days are, are around anymore, Roger. Uh, with, with all due respect, I know you've seen a lot more footy than I, but I just don't think in this day and age that there is anybody who, now knowing what we do know, that would roll the dice like that, that would put a premiership over someone's actual health. I don't think we would do no, that no, anymore. No, no, I'm talking, sorry. I'm talking about the reverse effect. Calling a concussion that wasn't a concussion for a strategic replacement. Ah, you think it might go the other way. I've just got to double-check, and Roger, I thank you so much for your call, and I don't mean to cut you off. I've just got a lot of people banked up here. I'll just check with Damo. Damo, uh, is it an independent doctor now that that judges, or is it the club doctor when when the player goes off? I I should know that. Just off the top of my head, I've just drawn blank. I want to make sure I get the info right, Uh, so we will double-check that. But, Roger, thank you for your call. Uh, Lee is in Bond Beach. G'day, Lee. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, mate. Just turn that radio down for us. It's off now. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Just that I touch base again on the grand final before you sort of move on beyond that. Um, I'm more on the side of tradition, but night or day, I'm all for it. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. But I'm sort of more, for me, it's all been about getting together with your family and friends and making a big day of it. Absolutely. Wouldn't you find of the night, it's just too much for, you know, having kids under 10 and making a day of it and they're not... Mm. Well, not be able to get to those gatherings like you normally would of the, the day event. You know, the event itself at the football, fantastic for the 100,000 that can get there. But for the million or so that can't, trying to enjoy that day as best you can, surely the daytime takes over that. Oh, I, oh, that's why I'm keen to see, Lee. I'm keen to see how a twilight game would go. So I'm half sitting right, sitting right on the fence. I'm keen to see so how a twilight would, would unfold. And what time do you think the twilight would finish up? I reckon if you started it at about five, then obviously that's not too late to finish for the kids. And it's a Saturday night, so you'd say you can start a little bit later because it's grand final night. And you've got, you got the day off tomorrow, so... For the most part, yeah, I would agree. You know, the eight, eight above and stuff like that. But yep. I know for me personally, a lot, of them, a lot of my mates are, you know, all the kids are under eight. And, you know, of course they want to bring them to the grand final day and et cetera, et cetera, and be part of it. But for the most part of it, they'll probably watch it at home with their partner and... You know, that, that's it. You know, they can't get away for a whole night, et cetera, et cetera. They're sort of, unless they're going to split up from the from their partner and kids, you know. It just takes mm. away a huge audience, I would, I would have thought, to, to get together on that big Saturday. Uh, Lee, I, I think what you'll find now, and, and you've, you've, you've probably touched on something that's um, a real factor for some people in their lives, that start advertising the uh, grand final babysitting services right now, uh, and it will be a side hustle like no other. Thank you for your call, mate. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. John's in Mill Park. Hello to you, John. Want to speak uh, about the concussion and injury sub? Yeah, I do, and, and, and good evening to you as well, and I hope you're well. Um, Thank you. Uh, look, I, I keep listening to everybody using the Nick Floston and Gary Ablett as the comparison. Oh, here I was thinking I was being original, John. Here I was thinking I had an original thought in my head. <laughs> well, well, no, in actual fact, I got to, sorry, sorry, sorry to be the, um, the bearer of bad news to you, but... <laughs> That's OK. Can't, you can't use Gary Ablett as that example because Gary Ablett came on back on the ground and played yep. the full game and deemed not to be hurt. So that is not 
the way that you would... In actual fact, Nick Vlostom was knocked out completely yeah. and did not participate in that game at all. And when I hear the fact now, Richmond, to win that premiership with only three on the interchange, Geelong had four. So how they... They how lost they one late, I think, that, Geelong, yeah. I think Simpson came off with a concussion. Yeah, correct. But how, that was it. That was uh, ten minutes before the game ended when he mm. got knocked out by uh, mm. his own player. Actually, yeah. Um, but but you've got to, you've got to look at it in another way. I, I I believe that what they should do is they they should allow a minimum of four players that they can choose from. And looking at the player that goes off, if you've got a tall and two mids and maybe a defender on there that can play forward, you should be able to choose from whoever you want. Not that you've got to nominate one player, because right now. In European football, because of the COVID scenario, okay, where in the past they had only three subs, it's now five subs mm. that are allowed to go on. So if the Europe, if 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 the world game, which is far bigger, mm. and they're playing now between two and three matches a week, yep, okay, and they and they've considered the 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 rotation and the injury toll that it's going to take on the players, it's gone to five subs. So, you know, the, the, the game being extended, the, the, the interchange bench um, uh, rotations being reduced, I, I believe they just should, just should have five players on the bench. It's quite simple. Let it fit. Simple. Increase the bench. John, I appreciate the call and I appreciate the thought that you've put into that. Um, I think Damien Hardwick was saying words to a similar effect uh, on AFL 360 last night where he talked about the, the like for like. Uh, replacement and how that would roll. Uh, it's an interesting notion, isn't it, that you, you, your reserves or your, your bench would actually be, you know, I mean, we would, we'd, we'd end up starting to have NFL-like benches, wouldn't you? Because if you had your, 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 your bench players and then you had your possible injury replacements, you'd have to, we'd have to make bigger benches, wouldn't we? Is, I, I mean, I, I might be un, misunderstanding John's point, but... Uh, um, if you get your four interchange and then you've got you, you've got four or five injury possible injury replacements, it's a lot of people sitting on the bench. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Adrian's in Roville. Good day, Adrian. Hey, how you going, mate? I'm well, thanks. Concussion sub. Yeah, look, interesting one. Um, I'm sort of I'm looking at a few different viewpoints with it. Um, I think the most important part and the reason they're focused being on concussion only is um, one of your callers made a comment before about a bloke breaking his leg. Um, a bloke breaking his leg, he's got a broken leg. He's not Malcolm Blight. There was only one of those. Um, he's not going to try and come back on the footy field with a broken leg or a ruptured ACL. Uh, plenty of guys try and shake off their concussions and say, no, nah, I'm right to go, and then make themselves even worse. So I think that's why it's been left only to concussion. Mm. Um, the next point about extending these benches and allowing 100,000 blokes on the bench is absolutely ridiculous. How many blokes do you want to miss out on the game of footy if the VFL side's playing on the Saturday and the AFL side's playing on a Saturday night just in case someone gets a concussion? Um, absolutely ludicrous. You've got young blokes who need to get games of footy under their belt and you're talking about taking them off the VFL grounds on a Saturday Arvo uh, on the off chance that there is a concussion on a Saturday night. Um, you want to have a small young fella, a tall young fella, um, all these guys miss a game of footy in the seconds just in case there's a concussion on Saturday night. Absolutely crazy. Um, and as far as the sub itself, I understand why they're doing it. But, I mean, the attritional side of football is what makes it great. I love watching sides on their last legs in the last quarter. Um, we've been playing the game for a long, long time with only four on the bench and blokes getting injured, doing knees, 
you know, do we really need to keep messing around with it? I personally don't think so. Um, the best sides always tend to find a way, even if they're down to one, two or three on the bench. It doesn't matter if you've got four fit blokes. If you've got the best side, the best conditioning, the best structure, um, and you all know how to play your role, one bloke missing because he got knocked out, as Nick Lofton proved last year, and so did Richmond, and I'm not a Tiger fan at all, but one bloke getting knocked out at the start of the game does not cost you a grand final. It's absolutely silly, and we're just playing with rules for the sake of playing with rules, and I think this one, we're just trying to protect players from themselves. Um, we just need to be stronger with them and tell them, look, you got knocked out, mate, that's it. Give it a rest, take a week off, and that's you. Well, 12 days now uh, under the, the new rule. Um, Adrian, I, I really appreciate a lot of sound points, and I tend to agree with you about having too many people missing out uh, on a game of footy or sitting like that, and it, they may not miss. I mean, they may be able to, to suit up, and then, uh, but it would all depend on where their second team, their VFL side, is actually playing and on what day they are playing on. And, and I reckon Francis Burke might have been the, the, the person you were thinking of there. I know Tigers fans will... Uh, <laughs> We'll be uh, very, very keen for that point to be made. But, uh, Adrian, thanks for coming on and, and making yours. I really appreciate it. Uh, Michael, it just dropped out on us in Caroline Springs. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. And, unfortunately, if you're wondering why no text at the moment, the text line uh, is just having a little hiatus, and we'll get it up uh, ASAP. Uh, Michael in Caroline Springs to, to finish us off on the concussion sub-rule, Michael. How you going? Um, just, I don't know, I've just got on, so I don't know if this um, question has been asked. So do you think a um, coach could manipulate the, the sub-rule, um, the concussion sub-rule? Say, for instance, um, a Josh Thomas isn't having a good night and, you know, we say, oh, let's, let's pretend he's been concussed and, you know, get, get the other bloke on. Is that, is that being said today? I don't know. I don't know. To, I won't. Wouldn't be able to answer that because I don't know the parameters of the rule. Because the AFL have pushed it back till tomorrow until when the decision is made, Michael. So because we what was starting as a concussion sub is now been said, and Gill spoke to Jared Whaley today. It's looking more like an injury sub. I, c I couldn't tell you. I, c I couldn't give you the answer. Um, we know that players, there was reports that players had been um, finding out ways to sort of skirt around the answers to the questions that they. They get asked, so um, I don't know if that's been a factor in wanting this implemented. Elsa Clarkson was the one that tabled this initially and it had a heap of support from the coaches, but now it's taken on a whole new form. The AFLPA just want it as a concussion sub. Uh, I know that. How would you think it, that they would manipulate it, mate, if you, if you thought they were going to? Um, I just thought that maybe, say, I don't want to say Josh Todd, but any, any player, let's say if he's having a bad night, um, you know, like, let's... let's you know, they could just easily say, "Oh, look, he, he's had a knock, or he's had no, he's, he's got a coffee or anything." I, where he, and I don't mean to—I don't mean to cut you off, Molly. They won't be able to do that now because once that happens, that player misses twelve, can't play again for twelve days under the new rules. Oh, but, okay, yeah. Well, so yeah. They, they would not—they—they they wouldn't do that. It would okay. be, yeah, they'd be their own. They'd be bringing about their own undoing uh, on that. So, right. mate, uh, Michael, thank you for the call. I really appreciate. it. Have a great right. night. You too, mate. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're going to change tact, and uh, in just after on the other side of this, Cameron Orr, a prop for the uh, Melbourne Rebels, will jump on with us. It's Melbourne Rebels Membership Day. Uh, they've got a big couple of games coming up Friday night against the Waratahs, and then the Reds the very next week at Amy. Uh, they got their first win last week in the new look Super Rugby format. It's a new broadcaster. It's a new era in rugby, and we'll hear a little bit about how that's unfolding for the Rebels and for Cameron Orr on the other side of this. This is time on SEN.
Uh, welcome back to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. one 736 736 to have your say on the news of the day. Uh, but it is Rebels Membership Day. The Melbourne Rebels are finally back this Friday night at Amy Park, their home turf against the New South Wales Waratahs. Uh, Friday night tickets at Ticket Tech, uh, their prop, who they signed uh, last year, uh, had a really good year for the Melbourne Rebels after crossing for the Western Force while they were part of, uh, well, they were in their uh, couple of year hiatus out of Super Rugby. But it's a new era in rugby in this country, a new broadcast deal, a new look competition. It is uh, all Australian centric now. And then uh, after their season finishes, they go and play a new season uh, against the teams, the Super Rugby teams from New Zealand. So um, it's the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman is still to come, but there's, uh, I think, another eight rounds, or sorry, another uh, six rounds to go in this season before finals, and it's a big couple of weeks coming up for the Rebels. They've got the Waratahs, last year's Premiers, and uh, the Reds, who they beat uh, in a couple of weeks' succession. Uh, and Cameron Orr's been good enough to jump on the line with us. Cameron, hello to you, mate. Sam, thank you so much for having me on, mate. It's a pleasure. Um, your, your injury, first and foremost, when are we likely to see you back in Rebels Colours? Uh, it's looking pretty good at the moment. So getting through all the hurdles we need to, just getting back up to speed. It was a hamstring injury, so it's all about getting up to that high speed, as you can imagine props do. Um, so, yeah, just looking after that. But it looks about oh, three, three, or, three or four weeks away, so ahead of schedule, just making sure I'm looking after it. If I can actually get a spot in the team, the boys have been doing well. Uh, they have, and it was a, a much-needed win over the Western Force, your old mob, uh, who were back in Super Rugby, which is a great thing uh, for the competition. They spent a couple of years uh, playing NRC, and then they had to be part of the global uh, rapid rugby. Um, but it's great to see the Western Force back. Um, this next couple of weeks, though, were massive uh, for you guys. Before we get to that, how, how are you finding this new era, this new way that rugby is played from an Australian-only competition and then you go into the, the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman competition where our five teams will play every one of their five teams and then we'll crown a winner um, when the two best teams play off at the end of those games. How are you guys finding it all? Yeah, look, it's good. It's exciting. I mean, first and foremost, we, we have to look at the competition we're playing in at the moment, which is the Australian one. So we have high expectations and, and we want to take that out. We want to be the best team in Australia. Uh, but then further down the season, we haven't actually spoken too much about it as, you know, we're pretty focused on the job now. But then, then the intention there will be to, you know, have that trans-Tasman rivalry and, and show we're the best club team in, uh, you know, out, out of, out of our um, provinces and stuff. So, look, it's, it's so exciting. I mean, the games that have been played so far, I mean, it's running rugby. It's exciting. Um, our first two games probably didn't highlight as much as what we can do with the ball, but mm. I think we're sort of starting to grow it, yeah, grow, grow that extra bit of confidence now where we can show our flair. I mean, we've got a really good guy at Tanya Matsumua who's a great leader, so we've definitely got the, the capability to do so, and I think we got a taste of that last week. You, you mentioned you want to take it out this year. Well, the two teams you're going to have to absolutely go through, you've got in the next couple of weeks, so the Waratahs and the Reds and the old cliche, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. It doesn't get any better and bigger at the moment in Super Rugby in Australia than, than those two sides. And you've got to do it without the skipper as well, who's going to be uh, just on the sidelines for a couple of weeks. Uh, Dane Haylett petty uh, your skipper in Wallaby. Uh, it's, going to, it's, a, it's a big ask. Yeah, look, definitely. Uh, and he's, he's an awesome leader and he definitely has a massive impact on the group. But what we've also found is that there's a lot of young guys coming through who are stepping up and taking on those leadership roles. We've guy, got guys like Brad Wilkin, Reese Hodge, Marika Corabetti, who who just, you know, the way he plays just gives everyone else a lot of confidence around them. 
So, look, it is a big loss not having Dane out there, but there's, there's such great leadership that, you know, we, we have the capability of beating any team in the country, and we've shown that in the past. And, look, I think boys are licking their lips now. I mean, we've had that taste of victory last week, and I think they want, they want more and more now. So we've just got to, you know, take an extra step now and go up again. You've come up through the, the school system in Sydney. You went over to the Western Force. You've played under-20s uh, representing Australia. So you've played rugby all around Australia. How does it feel being in a, in a city that's a non-traditional rugby city but still has fantastic local and regional competitions all around the state? Um, how do you guys go uh, and how do you go and how do you find it uh, in, in that particular, in this particular Melbourne environment? Uh, I mean, it was a funny year, especially last year. We, we didn't get a real opportunity to go out and uh, and get in the community as much with COVID and, and all that going on. But we've had a little taste of it so far this year. And there's so much passion and love for rugby. Uh, there, there is a big community. And I think there's also a big community of undecided people who don't know which sport to choose. So I think we're trying to put our hand up and show that, you know, this is a, mm. this is a fun, exciting sport. And we can match it with, you know, the AFL and the, and the other big sports down here. Well, we wish you all the best, mate. It's um, we we, uh, we I don't get to see as much rugby as I once did when I lived for five years in Brizzy. But for for those who haven't gone and actually had a taste of it, especially at the Super Rugby level, you might know the Wallabies and you might uh, have a look whenever the Wallabies are playing. But do get around uh, the Melbourne Rebels. Uh, it is a fantastic sport, high intensity. It's tough. It's hard. It's fast. It's physical. You'll enjoy it, I guarantee you. Uh, the Rebels are finally back this Friday night at Amy Park against the New South Wales Waratahs. Friday night tickets at Ticketek. Uh, prop camera and all, we can't wait to see you back in action. We're wrapped to see the Rebels will be back in action finally after a long time away. Um, it's going to be a big night Friday night. Enjoy. Cheers. Thank you so much, Sam. Uh, Cameron Orr, get around the Rebels as well. It's the greatest part of this city. It is the sporting capital of Australia. Uh, pardon the pun, because the sporting capital is up uh, after 7.30. NBL show up next and then sporting capital after that. Uh, but if you haven't been to a, uh, a Melbourne Rebels game and you're thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind just having a little go at it, you won't be disappointed. I can guarantee you that. Rebels finally back at Amy uh, this Friday against the Waratahs. Tickets at Ticketek. Uh, we'll wrap it all up with a nice little bow on the other side of this. Still a chance to have your say on the news of the day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Time on SEN. NBL shows up next. Pete Hooley out in the foyer, just limbering up and getting ready to go through and uh, just wrap up what was an incredible NBL Cup tournament. Don't forget, too, SEN Tire Power Tipping is back. Play SEN Tire Power Tipping and join for your chance to win weekly prizes, including a major prize of 5,000 big ones. Sign up now at tipping.sen.com.au. Just a couple of little tidbits uh, making news Today, uh, Damien Hardwick set to re-sign by all reports at Richmond with a three-year contract extension. Back-to-back um, -back premiers, so you'd expect him to get uh, re-signed. I think that was just a formality. Reports Oliver Henry is going to debut for Collingwood. Chris Mayne out due to concussion. Uh, will play a VFL pracky match Friday Arvo. Taylor Adams has been given the green light to play as well. Uh, last year's best and fairest uh, and All-Australian. Uh, for GWS, they've announced Matt Flynn officially will debut after waiting uh, 1,944 days to play his first ever AFL game. He'll be joined by Tanner Bruin, who had to wait very few days after being taken at pick 12 in last year's draft. 
after they will debut as well. Aussie basketball legend Shane Heal is set to coach the Sydney Flames and WNBL. Now, I wonder if he'll take his daughter with him, who's up at Townsville. Uh, in the NRL, Dragons have signed uh, Cowboys prop Francis Molo. And we'll finish up with a couple of Sheffield Shield scores. Uh, well, the fact there's only one because it was Queensland and Victoria day two at Stumps. Victoria seven for 219. Uh, that would have been a lot more alarming that scoreline if it wasn't for the 113 uh, not out from Marcus Harris. Uh, 12 boundaries uh, and one for the full amount. Uh, Michael Nessa uh, finished up with one. Uh, Wildermuth two. Brennan Doggett got a couple. Steckity and Coonham and the other wicket takers uh, for Queensland. So the NBL show is up next. Uh, you can get your calls in for that. Uh, and after 7.30 uh, we're going to do a new segment on the Sporting Capitals and it's simply called Here's Why You're Wrong. And I'm going to just aim that well and truly at the rule changes for this year and what we should have done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply if we wanted to make sure that we got higher scores. And I've got a clue for you. The NBL did it. Uh, anyway, that's up after 7.30 Sporting Capital. But for now, up next, the NBL show. Pete Hooley just about to come in. And you continue to put your calls through one three hundred seven three. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. 736 G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.